Welcome back to your favorite sports podcast by fans for fans. The Horn Brothers are here. It's time to sound the horn. Welcome back in, everybody. This is the Horn Brothers, Danny, Riley, and Ben. We're all here. How's it, how's it going, guys? It's going pretty good. Yeah, it's been a little bit, huh? But let's let's um, let's get back on it. Yeah, so we had a little bit of World Cup. We got to watch a little bit of that. It was a little weird eating turkey, watching soccer. Riley was over at our place, you know, making us watch some Brazil. So yeah, yeah, I will. Samba, samba soccer, samba, samba soccer, samba soccer. Yeah, I'm so used to watching football. We got a little bit of football in, but we were watching we watched, soccer. We watched both footballs. No, it's called soccer. Well, is it soccer? Or is it football? It's called soccer. But why? It was called soccer you know, before it was called football. You know that, right? And the English came up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did. I'm just saying. I was, okay. I was wondering if you knew that because I looked it up. I was, in, I was interested. I actually looked that up. Soccer was derived by England, and then it was, they decided it was, called, it was kind of a short for association, and yeah. that's how they moved it into soccer football. from association football. And uh, so they called but it soccer. As it gained popularity in the United States, they're like, "We're not calling it that anymore," and then they changed it. Yeah, they got mad. They got mad because we stole their term. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, well, a little bit of history lesson on soccer. I'm sure that's what you guys came here for. You know, let's let's talk a little bit about the World Cup. And, you know, it's been interesting. I'm not a soccer fan. I know, Ben, you are. You're a soccer nerd. So, Riley, you're kind of a little bit into soccer. I I'm like, to me, here's how I feel about soccer. Soccer is like the Olympics. Like, it is a ton of fun every four years it's better than the olympics it's better right but like i i can follow international soccer i don't have enough time to follow club soccer and everything else that's going on there but i've i've really enjoyed this world cup i think there's been a lot of really cool games to be able to watch um ben i know you you know more of the players and what's been happening here what's been your favorite moment of the tournament so far you know i think it's hard to pick one moment. I love the World Cup. I think, you know, I'm already making plans to try to go watch a game in four years, whether it's in Seattle or Frisco or L.A. Don't care. I'll figure it out. I'm going to go watch a game when it's here. That being said, you know, if anybody's listening from work, but some guys will know, I got one game on while I'm working. So, like, I'm working in the morning and I'm watching what's going on. Like, that's my favorite part is I'm just sitting watching soccer. I've had some great games, you know. Spain going down to Morocco was like absolutely unreal. And those penalty kicks, you got to love penalty kicks. They're a little crazy, but that might be one of my favorite moments was that Moroccan uh, keeper saving two. Probably he would have saved the third. The third one went off the post would have saved all three. And then the, the, the club picking them up the first time they've ever been to the round or the quarterfinals. First time a team from Africa has been to the quarterfinals since 2010. And they're like doing this way. Hey, hey, and they're throwing them up. And he said, it's like, it's a wedding, like the energy and the, and the pure fun out of that crew. That was probably my favorite moment. Um, yeah. I'll leave the rest for later. I got more thoughts on lots of things, but that's probably been my favorite moment. If I had to pick one. I mean, <clears throat> There's just so much emotion in the World Cup, right? Like, there's, 
I, I will agree with Ben. It's the most popular sport in the world. So the world just shows out for the World Cup. And that's what's so exciting about it. Like, I love watching baseball. But the world, like, a lot of the world knows nothing about baseball. Like, they, they don't even know what it is, right? I, I lived for two years in Brazil, and they're like, what's a baseball, right? And so it wasn't, it wasn't interesting to them. They don't have all that emotion, but when there's a soccer game being played in Brazil, a world cup game. So the last world cup, we were down there visiting and I have never seen streets deserted like they were in Camila's hometown as they were during a world cup game. Like people do not do anything, but stop and watch the soccer game. It doesn't matter where they are. If they're watching in a park and a bar at someone's house, they are watching the soccer game. And when Brazil scores a goal, you would think you were in a stadium as loud as those neighborhood gets. It's amazing. So obviously I'm a big, I got to cheer for Brazil. I mean, my wife's Brazilian. I've lived there. We go there often. So I'm cheering for Brazil aside from I was cheering hard for the USA, but um, my favorite moment of the tournament's got to be he's Charleston's second goal in the first game. That was just beautiful. I mean, that that that's soccer. That's the beautiful game at its finest right there. That goal where he just, I mean, probably didn't mean to touch it as high as he did on his first touch, let it go up as high. But then that just scissored bicycle kick was was unreal. You know what I have a problem with, he Charleston? What? I just he plays so great for Brazil, but he has not shown any of this form for Tottenham. Where's this dude, at for the Spurs? It's that no pride for though. the country, dude. I guess. Pride like, for the come country. on, bring it for the Spurs. Let me see it on a club level. I love the guy, but uh, he don't bring that for my but, Spurs. But he's a pretty pure player. That's what I love about him too. Like he's not out there to show anyone up. Like he he just goes out and plays soccer, man. Like I love it. All I care about they show up for the World Cup, and that's that's cool. So. <laughs> I, you were talking about that Spain Morocco game. Like it's interesting because like you hear Spain and Morocco, but like they're they're actually really really close to each other. And there's a lot of geopolitical history between Spain and Morocco. Like you know the the Moors had dominant I mean, yeah, going back Spain Middle for, Ages stuff. Like I mean it's yeah. So like there's there's like this a little bit of animosity. So it's always interesting where you have like these geopolitical rivals and they play each other, and then you have something like that and. You know, because this is also the first time that a Muslim country has hosted. And so it was almost like a home game for Morocco. Like everybody was there. It's like 95% Moroccan. Um, it, it's it was it's interesting. It's interesting just to look at and be able to see some of that. I mean, my favorite moment was, um, you know, Pulisic laying it all on, the, all on the line for that goal. You know, leaving his future posterity behind, you know, in order to <laughs> score that goal there. Although he, he claims he did he not. He claims that's hit. not where he got hit. He got, it's a bone, he, got he says. Come on, yeah, guys. Public like, bone or something contusion. <laughs> hey, so that's, yeah, another yeah. Great, that's another great moment for me. Like, I'm at work watching this game, and a, another buddy comes down. He's, he's I'm at work at a prison, and I'm a caseworker. And so, like, he comes down, and then my boss comes down, and we're watching this game, and we called it caseworker training. And we're watching the game in, my, in the activity room, just cheering, and I got my scarf. And, like, that's great fun. So, that, you don't get that anything else. It's the World Cup. Working, huh? It was working. It was training. We hey, were training. training. I was, I was we teaching training. students, like, constantly with – Well, no, with, it's the th- – They're learning things. about the math of soccer. You see all these videos and Alice is talking about how they have it on at school. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I mean, 
it's next level bring something and and you can the other thing is, is you can make it educational like danny said nothing even in the olympics nothing brings these these political geopolitical stuff like the world cup does and it makes you think you know obviously the u.s with with iran iran if that's you know, you want, whatever however you, know. you know you don't want to say iran you'll get yelled at and i can't handle it with near as much class all right but uh you know i mean there's just a lot of that going on and stuff that you can learn and and different things that, that comes from nothing else other than than the world cup does um yeah well, wales where's wales cup. nobody knows where wales is like oh they well, do but they don't like they don't know that is it most is people it? don't know that wales is part of the great britain like isn't I mean, it kind of hard for those whales to get around on a soccer field like there's no water how do they <laughs> how do they swim around anyways that's a dumb no, i don't know we Let's couldn't even be whales. we couldn't even be whales in soccer but um i mean if we're talking about team usa though like overall what did you feel about their performance in in this world cup is this disappointing is this what you expected like what what what's your overall feeling about their showing this time go ahead riley um so I, I I mean honestly it's probably about what I expected. I expected us to get out of group play. I I think we we're good enough for that. I mean we've got a young and up and coming team in in many places. They're excited about soccer. They're trying to bring some some excitement to USA about soccer. But I we just don't have the experience or the firepower I feel like to to move on in some of those tougher games. In their last game I thought they played excellent against England. Against England, I thought that they played um, good in the beginning against Wales, and then I feel like they did the same thing against Iran, and it was really, really scary. They kind of let off the the gas pedal in those games, and it was they almost gave it up against Iran because they let off the gas pedal, and then against they they could never let off the gas pedal because of some dumb mistakes. I think um in their last match and they were they were playing aggressive and I love to see it and it looked like they were going after games unfortunately their defense against the Netherlands suffered because of that because they weren't getting back but I mean overall I I I kind of expected this from the U.S. but I think there's a bright future right from everything I see you know the younger the younger team for the USA is just dominating people and so I think there's a bright future for USA soccer yeah, it's definitely um if you'd asked me before the tournament, this is about what I would have guessed, maybe hoped for an extra win just out of being grateful for getting an extra win out of pure greediness. This is about what I would have expected. I like Riley said, they played great in the first half against Wales, great in the first half against Iran, not great again in the second half against either of those. But the defense was great. I was going into that Netherlands game saying, man, the defense hasn't given up a goal in open play. The only goal they've given up is on a really dumb penalty when you foul a guy in the box when he's not even facing the goal. Like, that's a really stupid, stupid penalty. And that's how they give up their only goal. So I was feeling good. And then they come in and, and play the Dutch and – What's frustrating for me is we always say, hey, maybe the U.S. would be better if we, our top athletes were playing soccer like it is the rest of the world, blah, 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 blah. Like, we get that. And I understand that. But the way that they lost against the Dutch was not because 
of athletic reasons or that they didn't have the players. It was just pure things that you teach 12 year olds in soccer. You got to cover a guy in the box. You got to pick up the trailing man. You got to, you got to do basic defensive things that they just didn't do. They looked flat. They didn't look like they were prepared. Like they were just happy to be there or tired. I don't know if it was tired. These games are a little bit more condensed because it's the club's soccer wanted to condense the world cup down by four or five days. So they cut the games and by a day break. And so I don't know if they were tired. I don't know if it was emotionally energy draining from the other ones or they just were flat. And it happens, but it was just dumb goals that they gave up from just not covering guys on that third goal. I'm sitting there screaming at the TV. I had a bunch of buddies over. We did an early breakfast watch party and uh, I'm screaming, cover them in the box, cover them in the box, cover them in the box for five seconds. And then there's two guys marking the same guy and nobody's marking the guy in the back. And it's an easy goal. That being said. So yes, I was very frustrated with the Dutch game. I don't feel like they played well. I thought the only one that spoke it like it like it truly was was the keeper, and that's because he had a great game. And then he can says in the post game, "Hey, we did not play the way we should have played. We gave." I love that guy, by the way. We were Turner, not good. Yeah, Turner, Matt. Turner. He's a bright side to to USA soccer in the future. The guy never played soccer until he got to high school. Crazy good right. story, but we can get yeah, into that later. Yeah. But he's the only one that said it like it was. You know, I had a lot of the Pulisics and the you know, even Burhalter and, oh, I'm proud of how we played today. I was not proud as a USA fan of how they played that day. I was very disappointed and, and sad. It was a, um, it was a poor showing by a team that's way better. That being said, we got Usa, who's Musa, who's 20 years old. You got Pulisic, who's the old guy at 24. You know, we got all these young wingers, midfielders, McKinney, um, Tim Weah, all these guys are 22, 23 you know, they got it. And I, a lot of people probably hear this, but we need, we, the thing we don't have is that shark in the water. Number nine, as they call it, a real center forward striker, somebody that is just going to go and score when they need to score, whether that, you know, you're Richarlison, you're Harry Kane, your true big guy in the box that's just going to score when the ball's there they had opportunities Pulisic had an opportunity early to score and you gotta when you got blood in the water you gotta strike and they didn't and the Netherlands took advantage on opportunities when the U.S. were lax and and really the U.S. should have been better than that in that game I'm excited for four years they're young they're going to be ready. Really, they say you hit your prime at soccer at 28 years old. These guys are all 22, 23, 19, 20 years old. Like, we got an up-and-coming team. This is the golden generation to see what happens. Maybe there's some 17-year-old kid out there right now watching that's ready to go in four years to be that number nine and be that center forward striker that we're going to need to take it to the next level. Because I think this team really does have an opportunity in four years on home soil to – compete at a level to get to a semifinals finals like they have that opportunity and that level and that's what's exciting for this yeah i mean i agree with you it's that that finishing ability coming from like they just they just don't have it and so it's frustrating when you watch i mean good balls being sent in and good crosses and they just they can't finish how fun was yeah, Tyler I'm, Adams to watch, though, as no, you know, not no. only a man as a captain, he gave up that one goal that he's going to be real sad and going to kick himself for four years over. But as a captain, 
he was everywhere. Just, I mean, that guy was so much fun in the way he handled those interviews and, and to be the captain, Captain America's that they call Pulisic that, but I think Adams earned that, earned that turn in this tournament. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about marking guys, which I mean, we guard people in America. We don't mark them. So I know it's a soccer term. Oh, man, we're, we're, we're getting way too nerdy into the soccer stuff. I think the big thing, they're not taking advantage of chances when they have them. I think that's the most frustrating thing this whole tournament. I think they had so many chances to score and to only score two goals. The entire tournament is really frustrating. And three goals. Okay. Three? Yeah, they, yeah, they scored, scored against one Wales. In... They scored against Iran, and they scored one against yeah, That's right. Three yeah, goals. Yeah. yeah, three goals. You know, and I don't know. Like, it's and, – and one of those was just kind of it, – it ran into a guy and it went in. You know, so, like, I think it's just – overall like disappointing they've got they've got to finish better and that's the thing the last time they were in the world cup in 2014 they just could not finish right we don't we haven't had a good finisher since donovan since dempsey like we just don't have that shark in the water guy Pulisic's great but he's not that guy he never has been that guy he's a playmaker guy for chelsea he's he's your playmaker guy he's He's a playmaker ball in's gonna pass he needs open space Mm-hmm. They don't have that guy that's just gonna put the ball in the back of the net. McKinney misses one that wide open net that he just <sighs> kicks over the top of the crossbar against England. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they just they miss too many opportunities. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is who Team USA is. You know, if you haven't seen it, Colin Cowherd did a thing a few years ago where he compared the soccer powers to different college football um, programs, right? And he said Team USA is BYU. Wants to be one of the big guys, can compete and play with them, but at the end of the day, like it's just not good enough. And I was like, "Dang, that is so true." Well, wait, so like we get to the top wait. sixteen, I'm like, "Yay, this is success!" You know, so like if we can get to the quarterfinals, it'd be like in the next World Cup, it'd be like awesome. Like to be like a uh, real contender. I think next there. year, in they're four years, there. it is they they have the talent to be a real contender. I think it's semi anything less than the semis or the quarters at the next world cup is, is a disappointment. This team is the golden generation with talent. These guys are all playing on Juventus, Leeds United, Chelsea. They're all playing European club soccer. All these guys are wanted. McKinney's now wanted by lots of different teams. Tyler Adams is wanted, even though he's playing at Leeds United, that's a lower level premier league. Like these guys are, are getting looks from big name top name Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspur, Chelsea, like big name clubs, Arsenal. That's where Matt Turner plays is with Arsenal. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. these guys are playing at that level. They have the talent to do it. They're young. They're young. This was a young team, a very extremely young team. The only reason their average age bumps up to 26 is because you got two old dudes playing at center back in their early 30s. Other than that, they're all under 25. Give them four yeah. years. I am so excited for where this team's going to be at in four years. So, so your your rant just now, like further as a BYU fan, like I was like, dang man, he's a real. This is like the comparison's <laughs> even greater. Like we are so delusional and think that we're so much better than we really are. Like this, no, we like, are. We're gonna be. We're gonna I, be. It could, Have it some could, pride. I believe. Be. I believe. No. 
I'm glad. I'm glad. Like I'm a very optimistic win. BYU fan, and like you know, like I, I go to I travel to games just to be let down, you know, regularly. So you know, it's it's we'll see. We'll see what happens. I will say, you know, who's having a bad tournament that I was expecting more out of? Own goal. Like Ongol <laughs> killed it in Russia. Ongol only has two goals this whole tournament. Like, only come two? on! I was thinking oh, it was just yeah. one. I didn't even realize. Ongol's having mean, an off year, man. And I know, and I know oh, you guys don't get gosh. this, but how crazy is it? The amount of substitutes that are scoring goals in this tournament, Dude. like there, there was a time when we were still in the group stages, like well, not even through the two games, and they're like, "There's been 18 goals scored by substitutes." I think how crazy is that. I think that you're finding teams are deeper right now, like. Well, they're, it, this is the first time they're getting five subs, too. Right. So I think subs are getting on a little earlier. Yeah. And we used to be the rule was always just three subs. Three, and, yeah. And now they're getting five. But anyways. Can can we also talk real quick? I'm going to switch gears. Can we talk about how Portugal looks like a better team without Ronaldo on the field? How weird was that? They said he benched. Somebody told me that. I didn't get to watch that game. And uh, one of the guys that works like, oh, yeah, Port- or, uh, Ronaldo was, was benched. And I was like, what? Why? Yeah. Like, he yeah, hasn't so been playing bad, but then I, the guy that replaces him scores And they scored trick. four goals in the first yeah, half. I think, yeah, and the guy that replaces him scores a hat trick. I like, think what? they played I think they played <laughs> uninhibited without him on the, on the field, dude. Like, I feel like some of those younger guys felt like they weren't busy trying to make Ronaldo happy, and they just played soccer. Like, it was a different Portugal team. I watched that game. They looked like a different Portugal team. Okay, so who do you got? So if I'm... If I'm picking my winner, I mean, my, my fan goggles are completely on, of course. So Brazil's winning it all. Like, that's that's just going to happen. They're good. They've got the firepower. They've got the depth. It doesn't matter, like, who you throw at them. They're going to handle it. And But I think, I mean, it's possible. I think you're going to see Portugal-Brazil in the World Cup. And wouldn't that be cool to see, like, you know, Portugal that's you know that's where the migration to Brazil came from right that's why they speak Portuguese that's their their roots their heritage playing them in the World Cup and then beating them would just be a a sweet victory so go ahead Danny colonialism at its finest let's let's yeah yeah all right the colony over the colonizers all right here we go I've I'm thinking I know Ben's gonna pick England right because because Ben's an England fan here I'm going Argentina, Shut up. Messi, gets, get out of here. Messi gets it. Messi gets it. I, I, I don't know. Like, we'll <laughs> see. Well, it'd be cool to see. And Argentina is going to win without the hand of God, right? Like, they're they're going like, <laughs> to actually win a real World Cup. Messi's going to go out on top. There we whoa, go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Argent- Argentina can't win 80, if they don't cheat. How do you, how do you call it? Diego Maradona is probably one of the greatest players outside of Pele to ever play, and he won a World Cup. Like let's let's not let's not Maradona's the biggest. He's oh my goodness, such a bad person. Oh dear, like, Maradona, get out of here. Anyways, it, so my thoughts: Brazil definitely has the easier path to get to the final. You know, Croatia is not Croatia of four years ago. Um, Plus, they're tired because they they're just old. Had to play they're tired. They just game. went to shootouts. Mm-hmm. You're already running around with. They have them to go Madrid. through Morocco. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. They don't. Brazil, oh, no, Morocco, Brazil doesn't have to go through Morocco. That's Portugal. Luka Modric is 37. He's great, but he's 37. They're just old. Croatia's old. 
Argentina will be a tough one. And obviously I'm really hoping for a Brazil, Argentina semifinal. Like how great would that be? We got these two big rivals. It's like the Yankees Red Sox playing in the LCS. Like it's a major thing down there with Argentinians and Brazilians. Like it is a big thing. Hatred. Argentinas, Argentinas and Brazilians. It is a massive thing. So that will be fun. I still think Brazil has the edge. I'm putting Brazil into the final. On the other side of the bracket, Portugal has to play Morocco. Don't count Morocco out. Portugal's going to win that game match. I'm not going to call it a game. We're going to call it a match. We're going to do like we're supposed to do with soccer. We're going to call it a match, and Portugal's going to win that match, and they're going to score goals. Morocco's Cinderella slipper is off. It was a great run. I do like England. I like England a lot, obviously. I love Harry Kane. He's my Tottenham Hotspur guy. I love Harry Kane. France. They are not going to beat France. Yeah, France, France is-, is unreal. Kylian Mbappe is doing things. He will be going down as the greatest soccer player ever to play this game by the time he's done. At this rate, with what he's done at the World Cup, and he's 23. He won the World Cup at 19 and scored like eight goals, and he scored like five more in this one. And he is unreal with what that kid can do. He probably will go down as the greatest soccer player of all time. World Cup-wise, anyways, if he continues. I mean, he's 23. I think that we're going to have Brazil, France, and I don't know what happens in that one. I will be rooting for Brazil, and I don't think it's hard to repeat in the World Cup, so I'm probably going to go ahead and pick Brazil to win the whole thing. I don't. I, I would love England to beat France. I just don't see it. I'm excited for that. It's not. I don't see it. France is amazing. All right, we'll see what happens. I, it feels like France, England is the... Is... Griezmann, Giroud, Mbappe, like that France team. That France team is stacked. Real. Argentina's yeah, good like too. That, that France England matchup, it's too bad that it's happening so early in the tournament because that, that could be final right there. It could you know, be final. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're going to have to go rapid fire through the rest of this. We spent a lot of time on the World Cup, but real quickly, as because it should be. we. As we should. We we gave it the time that it deserves. But since we are fans here, right, and this is a once every four year event, it's, we have to compare this, right? Like, like, like if you're going to look at this and like, which event do you think is better, right? Like we're in the World Cup. Like, would you would you take the World Cup over the Olympics? Like if you had to, t- to just pick one and get rid of the other World yes. Cup Olympics. Absolutely. World Cup. Yeah, Absolutely. 100% World okay. Cup. Riley? I, I'm that one. weird guy, though. Like, I'm not going to wake up at 3 in the morning to watch the Olympics and these events. I will wake up at 3 in the morning to watch Morocco play Senegal. Like, to play, you know, See, like, I'm going to watch that. I won't. I won't wake up at 3 in the morning to watch Morocco play Senegal, but I'll wake up in the morning to watch, you know, Brazil or USA play or, like, a big matchup that I feel like. But, like, that's a hard one because I really enjoy the summer Olympics. Like there's a lot of part of the Olympics that I love to watch and I have it on all the time in my house, but I, I just feel like there's more excitement around the world cup. And so I think yeah. I probably have to go with the world cup. I feel like the Olympics are on, but I'm not even paying attention. It's just kind of there, right? Like I think the Olympics, <laughs> right. like, right. world yeah. cup and over Olympics. It's fun to see okay. little moments in the Olympics, but it's not like the same level of just, Right. Glued to the TV all the time. Okay. Summer Olympics, winter Olympics. Summer, no doubt. Summer, yeah. No, winter's better. Like I'm 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 odd. Like I like the winter Olympics better. I, the thing, I like I like the skiing, like the, the speed there's, skiing. There's events in the winter that I like, but overall I like the summer better. The, yeah. 
I mean, the Winter Olympics, the only thing that's really got it, giving it a little bit of an edge is curling. Because we all know curling is like the oh, greatest man. thing that's ever curling existed. Rocks. Man, I, you still, know, I, still, I can watch that for hours. <laughs> I still barely understand what's exactly. going on. It's, but I don't it's so really entertaining. know what's happening, but I do, but I don't. like. They're I think, like, sweet! I think I do, and then I don't. Like, I, That's weird. Yeah, if sweet! they added... If they added cornhole to the Summer Olympics, it might Let's top. Do it. <laughs> I'd, I'd yeah, be an Yeah. All right. What about okay? Olympics, World Baseball Classic. Hold Olympics. on. Hold on. Backtrack real quick from what Ben said. If cornhole was an Olympic sport, you would see some of the most round, out of shape Olympians you've ever seen. It's and just it would, like in curling. It would be it'd amazing. Be, it'd be, it'd be curling, the some of those guys. Those guys with like mustaches and like they like, got like a molson would they, they're from canada or they're they got like a they, molson and they're like sweeping would, with the one they'd, they'd, the be dual, hand, like, they'd be dual olympic athletes and the curlers <laughs> then they'd come back and curl would like, they would they have like can koozies while they're yeah. throwing the bags like okay, you, i'm you, sorry like like you've got to be at least three beers in right like if you're gonna be like, like total like real olympic level court hole you can't do that team over. team can team can koozies out there man it'd be great they swap them after the matches you know it'd be amazing all right all right wbc <laughs> well, olympics world olympic. baseball classic. i mean i'm a huge baseball fan there's not that much excitement around the world baseball classic i'm sorry like oh, it's fun yeah. but... See, i love the olympics and I, i'm i love baseball baseball is my pure passion i am not a huge fan of the wbc it's okay it's just yeah it's okay but i've never gotten into that I Never guess the once. problem is like, there's like eight countries that can compete and that's right. about it. You know, like right. like if you had, if it was a more of an international sport, I wonder if basketball is going to get there. Like if FIBA can get to the level of FIFA, you know, with some of the World Cup play, because the Olympics is getting a little bit more competitive. A lot of the guys in the NBA are coming internationally now. It's just, there's not a lot of depth, right? And so I think if you get more depth at some of those international teams, like it could become more interesting to where USA is US, not quite as dominant. USA is n- currently not the number one ranked FIBA team for the first time since 2006 before the redeem team, you know? So yeah, currently not ranked number one. Could, could do, could replicate a little bit of what you have with the international soccer game. I, I just don't think the players are going to dedicate time for that. Agreed. But yeah. Hey, in other news, college football playoff field is set. So you've got, the top four with Georgia, you've got Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State. So you got um, Georgia, Ohio State, and then you got Michigan, TCU in the college football playoff. Looking at that and kind of previewing this, like, can anyone beat Georgia? Is Georgia beatable? Yeah, they're beatable. I, is it going to be hard? Yeah. But I truthfully win it. Georgia looked vulnerable multiple times this season. They got lucky to win a couple games, in fact. Second of all, I went in, and if you remember, and I'm going to call this out right now, and we can go back and listen, but at the start of the year, on this very podcast, this guy sitting in this, well, it wasn't this chair. This is a newer chair a couple months ago. But Michigan, Ohio State was going to come no down. Who cares what chair you were sitting in, Ben? Just tell the story. <laughs> I said Michigan would beat Ohio State. I said that and called that right here. And said that that game was going to be epic, that those teams were going to be undefeated, and I was right. Was it an epic game? Absolutely turned out to not be. Because if you'd asked me before that game, I thought Ohio State was probably the best team in the country. I thought they were better than Georgia. And Michigan went out and pounced them. Pounced them. 
beat the crap out of them in every possible way. So I think Michigan do not overlook Michigan in this, in this college football playoff. Don't, don't sit on them. Don't sleep on them. I, I don't know. Do, do even the own players of the other teams think that they can win? I mean, you've got players already dropping out of the college football playoff because they're worried about their draft. I'm sorry. That's what's like, that's ruined college football for me. When you see one of the best receivers in the country, not willing to go out and lace it up with his team to win a national championship. Like there's just no pride in college football anymore. That was disappointing to me. Yeah. Smith and Jigba not playing is a little bit disappointing. I'd like to see him go out there. I, it feels like it's destiny that it's going to be Michigan, Michigan and Georgia, um, which is going to be a lot of fun. I, I TCU, Man, TCU's got to be the luckiest team to ever make it to the college football playoff. I mean, Ohio State really backdoored in, you know, but like it's, I don't know. It just, it who seems like that's kind of inevitable. TCU? I kept seeing this and I'm like, who are you going to put in over You TCU? can't. There's nobody, you there's nobody that has a resume USC? that you put in over TCU. No. Who yeah. lost Alabama? Like, no, right. they, no, TCU deserved it. Like, absolutely, no. they deserve to get in. Did TCU they, deserved it. It just seems like they they were never dominant at all this year. It's just they always they found ways. They found to ways win. to win. Sometimes, but that's it's what not gonna, it's about, not going to be though. enough against Michigan, though. No, it's not. It's no. not going to be enough against Michigan, and they're not going to be that good. But they deserve to be there, hundred percent. USC had their chance. USC one hundred percent had their chance and blew it. All they had to do is beat Utah. Okay, so we have a cousin who's an Ohio State grad. And BYU alum who hates everything Utah. All right. So are you happy that Utah won? So the Ohio State gets in, or you'd be like, dang it, Utah won. I mean, nah, yeah. I was just upset that Utah won. I wanted to see USC. I, I didn't want Ohio State in, but it, it'll be interesting to see. Once Caleb Williams was injured, like USC had no offense. Like they had nothing in that Pac 12 championship. And game. I really wanted to see four teams, four conferences, and especially big 12 pack 12 get in, in, you know, they've been the ones that have had the harder go of it in the last 10 years of the college football playoff to get in. And it's their own fault because they just haven't had a dominant team, but I really would have liked to see in a back big 12 and a pack 12 team in the college football playoff. When's the last time that happened? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. 12 team playoff coming. That's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward Not to Not next year, year after. But two years, right. Yeah. We have one more year of this, but hopefully, yeah, then we'll be able to move on. Um, and we're going to set up, a, just like we did for March Madness, we're going to set up a little college football playoff, um, bowl madness, pick them uh, contest. If you want to pick all the bowl games, see if you can outpick us. Uh, we'll send out the link on our Facebook page if you want to play along. By the way, how we do. probably not hard to outpick us. We're We're... We've been wrong a lot. Well, speak for yeah, all of us. Okay. We're always <laughs> wrong, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Like we don't typically win, which re- reminds me, like we also have our fantasy football league, which we're crushing it. Right guys. Yeah. Killing it. Um, currently none of us are in the playoffs. Ben's Ben's is optimistic about him making the playoffs as he is about team USA competing for a world cup. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Hey, um, whoa, whoa, time out. Out of the three brothers right here, I'm the only one that's even got a shot. I'm fifth, right? Guaranteed to have more than a winning record because I'm currently eight and five. All I need this week is two teams. The, the, the winner in my division is actually playing. The leader in my division is playing the guy I'm battling with the playoffs. Either one of them loses. I have an outside chance based on if 
Andrew loses, then I'm basically in as long as I win. If Andrew beats the guy that's ahead of me in my division, I'd have to outscore him by 100 points. So really, it's a very high outside chance of that happening. But I'm close, and I have faith that I'm going to get in the playoffs this week. All right, go do your film study. Get your get your game plans ready oh, to I go. I got it. I've already been sure working on you, it. I've been coaching with the, the, the players up. Oh, and picked up a new defense. I got it taken care of. We're ready to rumble. We're going to, you know, I talked to the Dolphins front office. They're going to make sure that Jeff Wilson Jr. gets a little bit more action this week, not just one carry for three yards. Like, Have you scripted the plays? You got, you got it all ready? Oh, I made sure I told them. You know, I was pretty mad with Miami last week. Even yeah, you and Mike McDaniel. You, you, even you though I scored off. 170 points in my fantasy league. Hey, Let's go. We can, put it together. Can we talk about how I went from on draft day, I was ranked number two, like the, the second best team as far as drafts went, and then I'm now going to be projected as like last place. That's impressive in itself. Is so? Is this a question, or are you like? I'm just saying. Like, I, what, I'm just bragging about how great I am at ter- being terrible. It's okay. It's been a. It's. What did it take you like six weeks to get a win? No, it took me three weeks. It's four oh, weeks. Oh, oh, oh. And then I went on like a three game win streak, and then I've won like two games since. You actually did have some good games. So, and you know what, Danny, at the end of the day, if I don't make the playoffs, it's going to come down to you because I lost that close game (laughs) against you. Very close point by less than a point, point, right? Wasn't it like less than a point? It was like, it was like one half. And uh, that's going to really, (laughs) then not only that, I lost another game by less than a point. I don't remember who I lost that to. That was early in the year, but at the time you're like, Hey, I just kicked you out of the playoffs. I kicked you out and you were so excited. And uh, I've kind of, come back and on a two-game winning streak and looking good but that one's gonna hurt i think if i don't make the playoffs that one's gonna be the one that hey, I, I think if, if you don't top half of the consolation bracket me you i like i could see i could see us going at it there we'll, in, we'll, in the we'll championship of the consolation bracket all right we'll have to yeah. do a little bit of uh sound the horn bed on the on the podcast on the if that happens yep. so. Yep. I mean, we've been keeping track of Major League Baseball hot stove as well. There's been a lot going on at the winter meetings. We'll do another episode next week to talk a little bit more about that. Just real quickly. One thing that I do want to say, though. All right. Aaron Judge, 11 year contract or nine year contract. Right. Is there any reason to give him more than a four year deal with his age and his injury history? Like, why are you going to give him? a nine-year contract. Like these contracts in major league baseball are ridiculous. Like look at what happened with Albert Pujols. Like I love the guy. He's a hall of famer, but like he was terrible for 10 years in, in Anaheim. Like when are these front offices going to learn that you can't somebody would have given him the years. I think that you had to then let him go. Like I agree with you. And, and it's even, we just got that update a little bit ago. We were talking before we, we hit the air here. Right before we hit the air, Xander Bogarts, my boy, X-Man from the Red Sox, just signed to the Padres for 11 years. Like, I love Xander. The dude's 29. Are you telling me he's going to be worth the amount of money you're going to be paying him at 40 years old? Like, that's why the, the Red Sox finally say bye. Like, they have to go. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I love well, Xander, the- but bye. You're 29, dude. Well, you're old. And what are the Mets doing? We got Scherzer, who has a dead arm come October. So we're going to match him with 40 year old, Justin Verlander. Like, and, that, and that's your, hey, that's your recipe for winning a world series. Come Verlander, on. Verlander just wanted to go somewhere where he didn't have to play in October. Cause he's really tired now. <laughs> so he knows he's not going to play in October. Now that he's playing in Queens, you know what I mean? He's tired. He just wants uh, to get paid just... big money, play regular season. He don't want to play in the world series in the playoffs no more. He's tired. 
He oh, went to the match. I'm, like if, I'm done with this. I'm out. If, if you're if you're running a major league baseball team, like don't chase free agents. Like just don't do it. It's not worth it. Like you look at the teams that have gone chasing free agents. It does not pay out. Look, the Astros were like, we're gonna move on. We're gonna retool, and they won the World Series. You know, like it just I don't know. It just Re- seems like retooling. I'll retool you. Yeah. No. Christmas vacation reference. Come on. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet this year. Oh dang it. Yeah, I thanks Charlie for that. I haven't watched. I, are we, are I we are, supposed to laugh? I haven't watched. Yeah, yeah, that was. Come on. I haven't watched. I haven't watched anything um, yet. I gotta get on. But it. but I do agree. Like even you look at you look at the Dodgers, the the players that I think have have been the most productive and made the biggest difference are when they're bringing up these guys through their farm system, and they're they're moving on. Like I, the Dodgers have chased free agents and are constantly chasing free agents, and I think we overdo it as well. I I would agree all. A lot of MLB teams are are overdoing it with the contracts these days, and so then that's what the players expect, and that's what they're getting. Let's see what happens over the next couple of days. We'll talk about it next week, but because uh, there's going to be some more bigger landings, you know, there's some other ones I want to get into. I want to spend some more time on baseball. I know we spend a lot of time on soccer. We're going to spend a little bit more time on soccer next week too, because we got some big games on Friday and Saturday. But I'm ready. Buckle to roll. up, buckle up, folks. Put your yellow to... jerseys on. Oh, I got my hold on. Time out. We're gonna have to do a disclaimer at the start of these episodes. It'll be like disclaimer: the first thirty minutes of soccer. Just get ready for it. I wore my Neymar jersey under my polo that I wore to work the other day when they were playing. So just because you're the man, way to support. <laughs> way to support. See, the old, I have two soccer jerseys. One is a Neymar jersey, and one is Honduras, which is not in the World Cup. And so ever. I guess I'm wearing Neymar. Like ever. So. Oh, they've been in the World Cup. It was <laughs> they were in like couple. They were in the like Brazil twenty, one. yeah, yeah, twenty fourteen. They were in. Yeah, yeah they snuck get, in at the bottom level. Of the, they'll get. They yeah. might get in next. In get out of my we're bumping up face, to forty eight. Right. We're bumping to forty eight. Maybe they can. The problem is Costa Rica got good, so they're taking all the yeah. Concacaf. The Ticos are way better. Canada, yeah, and Canada out of nowhere. Like, come on, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Like, hopefully, you're still with us. If if there's something you want us to talk about, email us. Let us know on Facebook. And really, none of you guys email us or do anything, so it would be cool <laughs> to hear from you every now and then. You know, yeah, I want to go about uh, interaction. Horn, yeah, a little bit. You know, so comment on the Facebook page, soundthehornpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, let us know what you like, what you don't like. And if there's certain sports, if you're like, hey, don't talk soccer because no one cares, like we want to hear that. Ben doesn't, but everyone else wants to hear that. So let us know what's going on. We'd appreciate it. Thanks or for listening, everyone. If you just want to hear some real soccer talk, like, come on, we can do it too. Okay. Well, we might let Ben do a solo episode and just like then not air it, but let him think. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right, y'all. Thanks. We appreciate you. Have a good, have a good one. We out.